this, bitch. Welcome to my world, bitch. Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. I'm Chancellor. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're fingering Freddy this week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so this wait, is a whole wait. episode on Freddy Got Fingered, yeah, so, and it, which Good. is the scariest movie uh, ever made. Do right? you want some sausages? <laughs> yeah. No. Nah, we're talking scared. about Freddy Krueger this week. We're looking at- Wait, are we? And we're fingering Fuck, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> have you been watching <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered every day? Every, every day. day. Yeah, I thought that was the idea. Horror month. Yeah, horror month. What more torturous thing to do? <laughs> yeah. Watch Freddy Got Fingered. That's it. Uh, we're looking at Freddy Krueger though this week. We're looking at the Elm Street franchise. Dun, 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 Love dun. that score. It's a great score. So, bitches, what are we? So, <laughs> you ready, bitch? Um, yeah, and we, we would do an What Have You Been Watching, except the so fact many. that we've watched seven of these movies. Eight. Eight of these? Seven. No, eight. Eight, including the remake. Mm. Yeah, I'm missing one. <laughs> No, because yeah, seven is West Craven's New Nightmare. New Nightmare. Sorry, I forgot about New Nightmare. I'm just going to adjust my top five. You guys keep talking. All right. Okay, all right. So. We're deep diving into we're one. We're deep diving into the, 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 what I think is one of the most iconic horror franchises of all time. Absolutely. It certainly, it certainly influenced. I'm watching it and I'm like, I feel like Inception wouldn't exist without this. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I'm still waiting for the crossover. <laughs> oh my god! Inception cool sidebar, right? um, Robert Englund's coming back as Freddy Krueger on the Goldbergs. He's actually donning yeah. that like that looks really fucking so cool. So I'm part of this horror enthusiast group on Facebook, okay. and someone <laughs> posted that, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's back!" And literally everyone's like, "Oh, it's lying. It's too old. He's not gonna do it." I'm like, literally, no one read past the fucking headline, yeah. and the photo is specifically from him. the Goldbergs, and With I'm him like, and Beverly Goldberg." Yeah, Beverly. I'm like. Because like I saw the thing and I'm like, oh, I'm assuming it's like Weird Al who's on well, the, the Goldbergs. Looked at I'm like, oh, yeah. he's on the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs is very iconic for bringing like so they've had mm. people come back and play their old roles or 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 do like cameos. They have really really great cameos because it's such a fun. You guys need to get on that show because it's really really fun. I've watched some of it. Yeah, you need to watch all of it. It gets so much uh, better. Season yeah. one is a little less funny because it's hitting that family thing hard. But when they start like, especially. Wendy McClendon Covey as Beverly Goldberg is just mm, yeah. the best. And Pat Nozzle narrates it, so when, yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. to love? So I guess we should just jump straight into it. Back Elm to Nightmare. Street, Elm Street 1, Nightmare on Elm Street. 1984. 1984. Yeah. I actually realized this franchise, oh no, wait, do we talk about franchises? Oh, there's too many. We'll, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it as we go. Um, pretty much the bulk of these franchises happens in the span of a decade. Yeah, uh, it's like one a year. Less than that. It's, like, it's one, like, a yeah, it's one a year. No, it's not one a year because yeah, the gap nearly, nearly one three year. was two years and, and that then was the gap all. between six and seven was Oh, okay, six yeah. and seven doesn't count because technically seven isn't a Freddy Krueger film. It's a film about the films. So Wes Craven. Because <laughs> it's called Wes Craven's New Nightmare mm. and it's not Freddy Krueger. Actually, the official title as detailed in... <sighs> IMDb and Letterboxd is just called New Nightmare. It's the same. It's like, um, it's not like Lee Daniels, the butler, which was yeah. titled as <laughs> Lee Daniels, the butler to prevent a, a copyright lawsuit over a short film from 1920 called The Butler. Cool. Oh, that was a fun, dumb waste of legal resources. Does that mean I have to move my copy of New Nightmare in my DVD collection? Because right now I have it in W for Wes Craven's. Why do you not have it with the other Nightmare movies? Because it's alphabetical, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. It's it's alphabetical, bitch. <laughs> alphabetical, bitch. <laughs> um, so uh, Nightmare on Elm Street one, 1984, mm. the original Scarefest, the 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 movie that made El, uh, New Line Cinema. A yeah, thing. Film, Elm Street yeah. is the reason why we have the Lord of the Rings. I think <laughs> that is a fine. It's a it's an act. You can yeah. absolutely genuinely trace that. And the Elm Street franchise finished just as they started production. The New Nightmare finished just as they started production on. The, the six-year the the six production. and the remake of. came out before the Hobbit movie started getting made. So we can blame the remake, remake on the Hobbit on movies. the Hobbit. There you go. All trash. There you so, go. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so Nightmare on Elm Street 1, I mean, your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's fun. Fun, zany, great. Just it's, a, it's a classic to me. Classic. I yeah. remember I sought this out when like, I was at film school. Just the opening is all so scary. I was yeah. like, like he was sharpening his claws. I'm like, holy fuck. It, it, it's, it's such a... This Was was this Wes Craven's first movie as well? I don't think so. Well, Surely like, not. Someone Google that. But like, just like from the outset, the tone is like immediate. Mm. Oh, yeah. The villain is immediate. No, it's very not to be. bare bones. It's so... Like, I love the imagery of the, the steam boiler room yep. place. It's just... it's. Great! It it sets it up perfectly, and it sets up the mechanics. What's crazy is it sets up the mechanics of the dream. You can get hurt in the dream, you get hurt in real life. Yep. yep. 
pretty much off the bat. Um, his design is fucking amazing. Like designing like the red and um green sweaters, the clashing colors to the eye. Just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everything that's meant to be just. And I, the only thing I can say, watching it again, so this is like my third time watching it. Uh, is that like the protagonist of the movie isn't as clearly set up as to be Nancy for like the first? Well, not at all. Uh, it's kind of set up to be uh, not Nancy. It's set up and, to be Tina. Tina yeah, is the then, yeah. is the quote unquote protagonist until she's the first one to die. I oh, know it's Last House on the Left. Is his Full first on movie. psychoed it. Oh, Last House on the Left was his yeah. first movie. Sorry, yeah. yes, that's correct. I, um, but this is sort of his first big budget one. Yeah, say big budget. It was like one point two or whatever it was. Yeah, which in which in in nowadays accounts for 18, about four million, four, million four, okay. four or five million. Yeah, uh, which is still kind of incredible. This is like a Blumhouse movie. Yeah, essentially, hell yeah, Blumhouse before Blumhouse, <laughs> and I love it. I I adore this movie, I do and say, yeah. I pretty much think most of it holds up. If you combine into the eighties campy tone, yeah. except for the very end, the very end shot with the uh, mother you mean through the, the, the blow up doll going <laughs> through the window, yeah, yeah. But even the just not even like the effects, but just what that ending is, where she's just like, "I'm not afraid of it's you." It's a fake ah! out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then walk outside, and it's the middle of the day, day and you're kind of like, "Where's this going?" And it doesn't. It's 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 a moment not connected to any other part of the movie, and it's also not connected to any other part of the series. Because even though Nancy comes back in the third one, there's no that is not it never explained what happens. Yeah, uh, they do explain that the, the mother out. died. The mother oh, definitely died. She at went that crazy point. and killed herself. Which, by the by, played by Ronnie Blakely, who gave she's a Academy Award nominated actress for a movie called Nashville. Robert Altman's Nashville. Oh right, yeah. Oh. She that's one of my favorite performances in Nashville. So it was really weird to see her in sort of like the. You can't possibly campy, be there. Like yeah. the campy sort yeah. of mother role. Yeah. Uh, so fun fact. She was an Academy, and she was an Academy Award nominee before. So Nashville's 1975. So she, mm. full decade later, then went and did A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> nice. What's funny, though, is the mother, she, Oscar nominated for Nashville, then did Elm Street. And in the remake, Connie Britton did Elm Street and then went on to do Nashville, Nashville, the TV show, which oh. she was nominated for an Emmy for. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> right? It's just some weird Sicula. mirroring there. So the moral story is, being in Nightmare on Elm Street, you may or may not win an Oscar or an Emmy, or you already have. Or may not you will only be nominated for something to do with Nashville. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's how it works. Um, I, I love this movie. I understand. Mm. Like, it's mm. so good. It's funny. My, like, even before I watched these movies when I was younger, like, this my mum like watched these in the eighties and she was absolutely terrified of running. She's always used to tell me, she's like, don't fuck that's the one. I was like, I, I hate that fucking people. I'm like, no. Nah. Well, you, t- the, that was one of the first conversations when you and I met chance. The, yeah. the first time is you hated, you were so scared of. I Elm was Street. terrified. I couldn't go to the horror section of the DVD store or video store. If they were in at the time, oh. Oh uh, because I, I accidentally walked in on my sister watching nightmare on Elm street two during the climax when, uh, the you know body he comes out of the body and it's like that's, not the, that's like halfway through the movie. No, it's a, it's about thirty minutes from the end. Oh yeah, because yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like an eighty minute movie, so it's about yeah, halfway. It's a short movie. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so like that all happened, and I was just like sitting there listening to Shania Twain freaking the fuck out. Mm. Uh, and ever since then, like I I, had, I was always afraid, and I think I finally watched them all when I was about sixteen, seventeen, yeah. and just went through all of them. I'm like, this isn't scary, but. Uh, there are some horrifying moments, there are, oh, yeah. and, there's, and the still one. to this, because I'd only seen one and two, yeah, and um, uh, and then for this, I went through and watched all of them pretty much back to back, yeah, almost. Same. Oh, actually, no, I watched them completely out of order because I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I'll have the time to watch them all, so I'll watch the ones that I've watched the least first, and then go back and watch the originals. <laughs> Chanel hates me, <laughs> but I'm surprised how much some of those kills even in like the kind of shittier sequels are kind of freaky and insane mm. and, and stuff like that but number really one inventive yeah number one mm. uh, even the moments that aren't like the horror moments there's some like in the kitchen there's some deceptively long takes he shoots everything yeah. really exceedingly well i love i love the practical effects yeah the the pancake mix staircase yeah <laughs> yeah 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 uh, I kind of loved how that was called back in New Nightmare. I, I really loved that. That was uh, so good. Uh, Tina's death, which, I mean, this might be a spoiler for our top five, but that Absolutely. still kind of gets me. 
mm. when he pulls the sheet and she's like thrashing in the middle of the air and you can't, I can't see the string. No, neither. No. I think because you're too, it's, she's thrashed. I, I'm trying to figure out exactly the mechanics of how they did it. When well, she's on the side I, of the I wall, know I know that was a, a, a rotating room. Yeah. So yeah. then like they, they just had, room, they yeah. just rotated. And so they went full Inception on it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before, and they did that on like no money. Whereas mm. Inception had like a hundred million dollars to do that. 150 or something. I'm not saying this against Inception, but the fact that they had such a constrained budget for that first movie really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the stuff they had to do and come up with because they had yeah, a constrained so it was budget. On vent- inventive fright. Really worked. Freddy Through the Wall. Yeah. Which is, mm. And that holds up better than the CGI one in the remake. Uh-huh. Um, all of those moments, these key moments, but they're not, it's not like, it's not like the Omen where there's some cool creative deaths held mm. together by, like, whatever it's the middle bits are just as amazing i think this is probably it's just the I, entire fear of freddy as a character as well and who he is like it, even it, if you're not spread away through here's what's great is that uh and i think it's where the omen fails is that even if you're not scared of it it's still a great movie yes, whereas if yeah, you want it, like yeah. horror movies there are some people who are like if it's not scary it's not a good horror movie that's not the definition of a horror movie mm. yeah. because everyone's scared by different things someone watches arachnophobia they're scared shitless someone mm. who's not scared of spiders doesn't give a fuck but it functions even when you're not scared of it yeah. because yeah. the characters so are understandably well. scared and yeah. the story is great. The execution is great. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the great horror masterpieces up there with like the evil dead up there with all those kind of ones, mm. which really begs the question is why would you remake it? Oh, I know yeah. money. Well, that was like the thing in the early 2000s. Let's remake every horror movie. Well, yeah, they removed like yeah. well, it, was, it, was, it was Platinum Dunes. Yeah. Platinum like, Dunes, Dunes which ironically have gone on to do a quiet place, which yeah. is a fucking great movie. Exactly. Uh, so I guess should we go to we should go to Elm Street too, uh, or should we go to the remake? Oh, sorry, the remake. remake yes, remake, the remake. Yeah. I did that again. I went yeah. through that. So the remake. Try to escape the remake's is, clutches. I said we're talking about the remake first because there is no way in hell I'm I, ending. I honestly tried to segue into it so smoothly and you fucked it yeah, up. Yeah, I thought actually what was on your it, segue. Like, like, I was specifically said it begs a question as to why it'd be remade. Uh, go into remake, and then we're right. like, let's go on to number two. Yeah, fucking. Well, you should have called the let's go on to the remake then. I'm not the leader of the group. Uh, I'm the Lee, I'm the Red Ranger. Uh, <laughs> That's true. But um, oh god, I I went in wanting to not hate it, mm. just be like, I understand it's a bad remake of a an ultimately a classic. But there were so many dumb decisions made throughout it the was. movie. That's, yeah. that's not to say that unlike the Omen Four, there are a couple of moments that are really good. Uh, absolutely, it's definitely more competent in Omen Four. <laughs> it's definitely more. Competent. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing that you can say about Platinum Dunes is they technically make competent remakes. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a movie. It works. Um, it, it's amazing to me how easily the kids in the remake accept that, oh, it must be a guy killing us in our dreams. Yeah. Exactly. And they do it with about the same amount of speed in the original. But uh, they're the same length buy of time, yeah. Um, I think the, the moments that held up in the remake for me were – uh, the the match cutting in the pharmacy, the yeah. pharmacy mm. was really good. I was like, this would have played really well in the other nightmares as well. And so mm. I'm kind of surprised that it didn't get done. I feel like they did it digitally in this though, which is uh, yeah. yeah. But I didn't notice it looking digitally. No, no, so no. If it, you uh, yeah, do yeah. something digitally and I can't tell, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I think that match cutting was really good. It made sense. It told the story. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and I liked, there was like a couple of visual ticks. I tried to show you an image from it. It's like when yeah, you're walking yeah, through the, the, the bookstore and the, the background's like shaking because it's going yeah, weird. It's and shaking yeah. and warping at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I couldn't tell if you're talking about the shaking because I was like, is that shaky image or is that what it looks like? Because you're sh- shot it, showed it you on, shot it on my phone. phone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it would be, it was shaky image and then it was also. And I've seen that effect done better in other things. It's just that was like, oh, that they're using that there. I thought the shooting anamorphic was a weird choice. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Because I, I didn't understand why other than to make it, because you said like, oh, it looks more expensive. And I'm like, well, I think a lot of that's to do with shooting anamorphic, which is the John Carpenter thing where it's the, the cheapest special yeah, effect exactly. you can ever get. Boom. Do that. Uh, he says that it cost me three grand of my film's budget to do shooting <laughs> anamorphic, so yeah. I don't know if it's cheap. Um, <laughs> cheap. But yeah. I don't know. I and I like like I like Rooney Mara as an actor actress. Um, I like uh, Thomas Decker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not as an actor, but <laughs> well, no, no, he's he's, he's a John good Connor. he's a good actor. John, John Connor, Connor. John yeah. Connor, um, Jackie O'Holly is a 
I did not like him. I thought this yeah. was terrible. Before. Like, just, oh. let's ignore this. It was terrible for weird, weird fact, but Jackie O'Hara, he followed me on Twitter three times and unfollowed me. I'm like, why? What? Yeah, he followed me. Like, oh my god, he's coming into your dreams. Watch oh. out. Oh. <laughs> um, talk to you, but not without, but without moving his lips. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I I like the mm. fact that. Uh, the the that Freddy was specifically tied to the children rather than just the p- fact that the parents killed them. So the fact that he had actually, raped them when he was younger. No, no, they, they actually used that because Wes Craven was toying with the idea, but he's that like, was the he's idea. Like, but no. then there was like a really uh, something big, <laughs> big happened at the time they were making, and they changed it to a child murderer. So yeah. that was the original. So, so yeah, of the movie, you know, I, I like that, and it also meant that there's no possibility of a fucking sequel that makes no sense. Uh, it, 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 you know. I thought that was a the good connection. The last of the Elm Street children, mm. Chance. The last. Yeah, the last of the Elm Street children, and then he kills them all and goes into another girl. But, you know, let's not, let's not bring because up that. Because the powers were, it canonically works because the powers were transferred from Patricia Arquette to that other girl who I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, uh, Tuesday Night was, Tuesday Night, who I think was a pop singer. We'll get into that when we get to fucking okay. number four. We'll anyway, um, uh, the, the idea that they use the adrenaline to wake her up, I oh. like that. That was that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, um, I, I, they used micro sleeps, but I didn't think they used micro sleeps well, yeah. except oh, okay. for the match cutting with the. So the entire pharmacy. fucking movie, all I could think of was Doctor Carl going into <laughs> micro sleeps <laughs> from that driving ad in the Australia in what early two thousands. That's all I could think whenever they brought up micro sleeps. Um, I thought the end, even the ending was. Um, the ending- I know Rooney Mara hated working on this movie so much. Yeah, fair enough. And it was, I was sending you like messages of like trivia from it, and it was kind of hilarious. Yeah, some of yeah. it was kind of. I'm trying to think. They, they, their biggest inspiration was The Dark Knight. <laughs> but like this was made what two years after The Dark Knight, and it's the same visual effects team, right? Who did the face and. Why the fuck was Freddy's face CGI? Oh, that was it, terrible. It was just like these muscle tendons. So when he moved, they talked. You know, and I was like, they, yeah, but that they, looks they didn't bother to CGI the lips. He wasn't he, like every single uh, Freddy mm. line was 80 yard. Oh, every really? single one. Oh, because he couldn't move his he lips. He couldn't right. move his freaking lips. And it was really right. obvious that it was 80 yard because it wasn't even mixed well. Cause they, and I guess maybe they were going for, oh, it's a dream. So his voice is everywhere. But I was just like, I don't <laughs> buy any of this whatsoever. Yeah. It was just painful um he looked like the kid from wonder so that's yeah that's what yeah he looked that's... like the kid, like the makeup specifically made him look like the child from that, that movie <laughs> um oh I, I did love the fact that the kids blamed the parents for killing him and they're like why did you listen to us we were children we'd say anything for attention and then they go to like, prove like they're him. like rape apologists yeah they're oh, rape apologists God. for themselves and then they go to the place to prove that freddie was innocent and then find photos of rape and he's like oh no we were wrong no freddie <laughs> raped us what a bummer. Oy. But fun fact, Eric Heiser did a rewrite on this. Who? The guy who wrote Arrival and, mm. oh, really? and all that yeah. kind of thing. And he did one of the rewrites on it. So fun times. You know. Uh, yeah. So Elm Street 2. Oh, yeah, Elm Street. Oh, oh, wait, they sorry. are planning another remake apparently as well. So let's look forward to that. Yay. Really? Yeah. It's announced. Oh, yeah. uh, why? Anyway, Elm Street 2. Elm Street why? 2. Oh, wait. And it also gave us Kyle Gallner in Speedos. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> that was somewhat enjoyable. Now on to Elm Street the, 2. The gayest, the gayest movie ever made Absolute. in the history of all time. Now, uh, I did rewatch this movie. Uh, but the last time I watched it, I watched it with a DVD commentary. And it was really funny because the director had no idea that it was gay. He was like, oh, I, he I, says that, but also the main star was actually gay and closeted, and yeah, he, he, he actually and struggled a lot with it. And there's a documentary coming out called Scream, comma, Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. It's coming due mm, out next mm. year. They're hitting the festival circuit. I found them all on Facebook, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm actually really excited about that. Uh, that would be cool because it's really interesting. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two was the first one I saw, as I said, when I was ten. It scared the shit yeah. out of me. It really. Oh, the, I, I mean that I was that is a very horrific, horrific <laughs> death. Um, I like I, I. It's technically a lot less competent. You can mm. see these same scenes in the same house, and they just shot a lot less mm. good. Oh, it 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 fucking looks like a sitcom. <laughs> Every fucking scene in that house, I was waiting for the goddamn laugh track. <laughs> yeah, bum, bum, bum. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said. It has a lot more of a thematic impact, specifically mm. because of the gay. Oh, absolutely. You know, and mm. for that, I kind of 
like it a lot. It's oh, like a it's like a cult, it's like a cult movie yeah, because of the gay yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm watching. I'm like, like there is a line. There is a line where he's like. He's like something is inside of me. He's like, yeah, it's a girl, and you don't want to be there. You want to be in. You want to sleep with me. I'm like, <laughs> how did someone watch this and he also, not perceive? He also runs away from a girl to speak to a boy. He's just like, yeah. I need and he has trouble kissing, her, trouble kissing her without imagining Fred. Like it's yeah. just, it's so like the, sh- the, the shower <laughs> death of the coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Where he's chained yeah. up and whipped, butt and naked. Wet. Also, so I genuinely thought that was a dream sequence when the guy, so when the main guy walked into the bar and it's like a, a BDSM bar, he runs <laughs> yeah. into the coach there. The coach is like, hit the showers. So the coach takes him <laughs> to the, the coach school. And the going to rape him or like, something. Go yeah, for absolutely. a run, go for and a run. I thought that entire scene was a dream sequence and I was like, this is really bizarre because yeah. like, I genuinely couldn't tell was it's a dream or not. It's also cut like a dream sequence. The way it goes to him running in the gym. Uh, the, absolutely. The gym stuff, he's cut very absurdistly. And, and um, I don't know if you noticed, but in the dream sequence, uh, sorry, in the, the gym sequence when he's running around, that big thing, but also I really like that shot. That was, was yeah, around. yeah, the camera following him. Then in the back, there was a doorway to I think where the coach was, and it was just red and green light spilling from there. And I was like, cool, it's mm-hmm. definitely a dream sequence when you see because that was a thing in all of the movies. It was a motif, yeah. The red yeah. and green yeah. lights there in a dream sequence, and yeah. I saw that and I'm like, cool, it's a dream. But then the coach died there, and I was like, wait, is it a dream? And then they found the naked child mm. out thing. I'm like, was it a dream? I genuinely can't tell, uh, which I think was a good thing. I was kind of disoriented watching this movie. Yeah, and yeah. Was, it has really good moments mm. that are really well connected to the theme. And then there's just some like in between shit where you're like, Ugh, why? Mm. Like the bus bit in the beginning. Uh, so you can have the bus bit at the end. <laughs> Duh. The bus bit, even the bus bit at the end is kind of lame. It's just, it's speeding down a random desert that's right next to these suburbs. Like, yeah, you didn't know. Why? Springwood they live in is Las right Vegas. next to the desert. Yeah. And why haven't we seen Nevada. it in any other Elm Street movie? <laughs> it's also interesting because uh, it's basically the only one that's not connected to any, any of, of the them. others whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, except for the fact that they find Nancy's diary. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, and the whole thing is it's Nancy's old house. With a different door. Uh, and and it's five years later. Well, the door got broken by Freddy, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he but then they replace it back it. to a red door in, is it Elm Street, in, in the new Nightmare? Uh, or, no, they replace yeah, it Street, in uh, Freddy's Dead. Freddy's Dead. Because Freddy's Dead the, the only original. movie where they actually return to that house physically. Got to get to that house later. Don't worry. I have fucking questions about that house. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Do. Uh, uh, and it was made one year later. Exactly, and it's based movie. five years later, which quest- makes me which th- throws, the timeline. throws the timeline everywhere. Uh, but I guess we should skip to, or not skip to, move uh, to move Dream to Warriors. Three. Yeah, Dream Warriors, which is essentially known as I, the best sequel. I Assembling had not seen it until now, and I kind of think, kind of think it's better than the original. Yeah, cool. I, I, I like as objective as I can be. I can be like, this is a much better main movie because there's a lot more thematic stuff mm-hmm. going on. Whereas Elm Street One is very sort of generic characters thrown in there, getting slashed up one by one. Um, whereas Elm Street Three is really saying something. Yeah, and it's so well done. And the budget was only like four million, which is equivalent to nine today. That's and they amazing. did like those huge giant dream sequences where like. You know, the Freddy worm or the bit where oh, Patricia Arquette's in the house and it's like blowing up around her. And that stuff looks fucking sick. Also, Patricia Arquette. Right? right? Where yeah. is Screen Queen Patricia Arquette? Why did she not stay around for Elm Street? Oh, well, let's, I know why she didn't stay around for Elm Street 4. Oh, do but, tell me why, because I have Oh, no, 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 no. Just because it was bad. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> okay, then. She just wanted to go. Uh, the dream master. But. She, uh, she. I want to see her in more horror movies. I want to see mm. her in like, like something like Hereditary. She would fucking crush yeah, in something absolutely. like Hereditary. Uh, it's <laughs> such a good movie and t- and some terrifying moments. Oh, Sorry, you Josh has just re- read <laughs> something on the phone uh, wait, wait. about the Dream Warriors. It was banned in Queensland, Australia, oh, because brilliant. of its drug references in. <laughs> In this, in the Australian state of Queensland, Dream Warriors is banned under then be, I can't print the Virginia Peterson government due to its drug references. Yeah, oh wait, wait, it, 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 uh, 
In the Australian state of Queensland, Dream Warriors was banned by the Bielke-Peterson government due to its drug references, particularly the scene where Freddy's glove becomes a number of syringes Which is and creepy. injects Taryn yep. with an amphetamine overdose. That's like scarecrow That's, shit. Uh, like in that. 1990, the newly elected Goss government abolished the Queensland Film Board of Review. Consequently, Dream Warriors became available to Queenslanders through normal market channels rather than just through sympathetic video rental stores. Wait, so that was by the time that Freddy's Dead was coming out. Yeah. Four and five were so intrinsically linked to three. Were people really confused? No, they just like uh, like was imported it from other states. Uh, the Australian public at the time thought that the ban was absurd as the film was not very graphic. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> That's so new weird. trivia. Yeah, new trivia, guys. Here at first on the Mighty Motion Picture oh. podcast, or if you read it on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my first least on the favorite Mighty deaths, though. I, really? Because the, the, um, the like mm. suckle I mean, arm things really freaked that me was, out. That was that yeah. was kind of yeah, and I have like a weird thing about that, but like the tendons, like splitting oh, the, the arms and the is... tendon puppet. Just I watched it like a week ago and it did me in. I was like, oh. No, yeah. fuck! It can't like it's just one of those things as irrational uh, things of stuff being pulled out and then strung up by it, mm. and then cutting to Freddy like in the sky above yep. it. Uh, it has you know the iconic "It's prime time, bitch!" Oh, welcome to prime time, <laughs> bitch! And <laughs> that's that's the beginning of bitch. Uh, is it? I think so. No, he uses bitch it, yeah. in in number one. Oh, he does. Like one, but this is where it becomes like a yeah. This is where it becomes. It's when it becomes like, a, 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 a punchline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it had a great journey. I love that Nancy was brought back. I love there was mm. the. I, I I genuinely love the fact that Nancy died there because it really. A lot of people didn't. But I thought really? it was kind of, I, I feel like her death could have been done a little more elaborately. Maybe yeah, because it was not just kind of like snapped. a side note. Mm. Yeah. But I I love this movie. I mm. absolutely love it. I think it's one of the best ones. So I don't know if you, either of you have ever seen the Hellraiser franchise. No. The only thing that I draw issue with this film is the fact that it kind of sets up what you expected from the movie, which I think is fine. Uh, it was the same with Hell, Hellraiser 1 and 2 are phenomenal films. I've never seen films like them. And Hellraiser 3 is what I thought Hellraiser would be. Nightmare on Elm Street, one and two, you know, kind of weird, kind of great. Three is what I was expecting from them. And then four, five, and six are just rehashes, same thing. I don't think they're rehashes. Not not narratively, at least, anyway. No, but, like, the setup is the exact same way. You have five kids, and this one can suck them into dreams, and they all fucking die. No, not not, not the dream child. That's not how the dream child, the dream child is completely different. Completely different. Anyway, uh, so uh, Elm Street 3 all agreed that it's probably one of the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's so good. And that director, he went on to do, what did he go on oh, to do? There was some, I remember, I think so. I was kind of a bit My annoyed. internet's not working, Chuck so go, Josh, go. <laughs> Josh, Google it, Google it. Um, Google it. Career. Career. Filmography. Why aren't you on IMDb, man? Wikipedia is for fools. He did the Blob and the Mask. Oh, the Blob remake. Oh, the Blob remake. The Scorpion King. And then the Scorpion King. And then and then Scorpion King killed his career because he hasn't done anything. Oh, you said Collateral, right? Yeah. No, executive producer. Collateral. Oh, executive. No, no, but Collateral is Michael Mann. Have you guys seen the remake of the Blob? No, but I want to. They're screening in October at Event Cinemas. Well, we've got to go see that. Event Cinemas become our sponsors. Yeah. We can do a review on a 30 year old movie we, could, we would host one of those in the house things because they Hell usually yeah. get they have podcasters hosting it oh cool might as well we should just kick them off no <laughs> <laughs> we are bad enough yes uh so elm street for the dream master this is where it all goes down um patricia arquette is recast as recast. pop singer i believe tuesday mm. night I believe she's a pop singer because she sings the end credits song. Oh god! It was at the end. Oh, can we just talk like briefly about the end credits musics on all of them? And then, Fre- like halfway through, Freddie starts rapping in them. Like, what is? <laughs> oh, this? whoa! I did not stay around that long. Are you Hold serious? Up, what have I been missing out on? Freddie raps in. I think it's the Dream Child, and then he definitely comes in in Freddie's Dead. And rapping about how he's dead, or is he really dead? <laughs> oh my god, this is the how greatest! Have you thing. not? Oh, oh my god. god! I'm sorry, it's I didn't stick around things. for the credits. The only one I almost stuck around for the credits for was uh, Freddy's Dead because, like, it was just like a recap of all the greatest deaths, and I was like, uh, oh, yeah. I could, I could sit here and watch um, this. So the dream, the dream master. This one is very much a rehash where it yeah. just kind of moves into the thing. But uh, so yeah. Patricia Arquette's from the char- character from the last film, Tuesday Night. Plus the two other survivors from the third movie. Plus a wall-to-wall soundtrack. Plus a wall-to-wall soundtrack. Mm-hmm. All come together like, and get killed by Freddy straight away. But right before Patricia Arquette's character dies, she goes, oh, I'm going to suck someone who's not connected to Elm Street in any way. You there. Uh, have my powers. Freddy's going to kill you now. See ya. Cool. 
sorry, total re- rewind number two because I just remembered with the soundtracking thing. There's the scene where he like twerks a jaw shut. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the great when he's when he's uh, packing up uh, the room, he's packing yeah. up his room, the gayest room packing up ever. Fantastic. Mm. Anyway, yeah. uh, wall to wall soundtrack, which just bugged me. There was ju- there was I was messaging, I was live messaging. Yeah, you were. as I'm watching this movie, and it was just directed by Rennie Harlan. That's yeah, right. Rennie Harlan, who directed oh. Predator Two. Yes, from, <laughs> as we remember from two yes. weeks ago from our message two weeks ago, it just. Ugh, it's I, bad. It's it, bad. It is a bad, bad movie. I. It sucks because this was the first one I watched. Because uh, one, two, and three, I can rewatch. Uh, yeah, they're pretty solid. I <laughs> did not rewatch. I, I I have not rewatched this the four, five, or six since I first watched them. Mm. So I watched four first because it was already on Netflix and Shane had my copy of the DVDs. Uh, and Freddy's Dead, which is also on there. So I watched four first this time, and yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh, I it, it, it's they do this great thing where they set up the fact that the main character who is not Patricia Arquette's character daydreams. She daydreams all the time, and I'm like, oh, cool. So they're gonna like bring in while she's daydreaming, Freddy and stuff. Like, no, it's never brought up. They set it up three times, and they're like, fuck off. It's like Chekhov's daydream, but not used. <laughs> oh, and the white boy karate montage. Oh, the white boy karate oh montage god. is fantastic. And then she does the white boy karate montage. Oh my god. Mm. That's to be, but that being said, there are a couple of moments that I think stand out, especially, um, and I messaged you about this one, just when Freddie breaks the girl's arms with the barbell. That's, that's one of my irrational fears mm. is that having something so heavy, it breaks your arm at the wrong point. Mm. Yeah. And I, I and, and she's like got her like arms are bent back and you can see the elbows and then he transforms her into cockroach, which was genuinely horrifying. Yeah. Uh, and body horror bit, stuff. Yeah. Great. The body horror stuff in it was really great. Um, when her face falls off. I, I thought that was her real face and then it came up. I was like, that was like some top-notch makeup work because it mm. legitimately it didn't look like it cuts to a bad face makeup yeah. that comes off. It looked like it was her face that falls off and then reveals the cockroach. Well, well uh, uh, behind the scenes of this one, they actually cut that actress's face off for that scene. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sense. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You heard it here first. You heard it here first, guys. Real <laughs> oh, trivia God. all the time. It's what oh, I do. It's a fun thing. But overall, it was this kind of... And like the fight in the church, because like the idea is that she was meant to collate all the dream warrior powers into one. Yeah, and, and then she's the dream master. So, so, that, so they all, ha- so they set up the idea of like dream powers in the last one, and then this one they're just like, oh yeah, these guys also have dream powers: uh, karate, smartness, and for some reason this girl can you know use all of their powers somehow, mm-hmm. uh, and then also. Uh, she doesn't use any of those powers again in the fifth movie, does she? No. And also, the way to kill Freddy in this one is the best. So in the first you two, show it him was, a reflection of don't himself? believe him anymore, he's a dream. The third one is you have to bury his bones on hallowed ground. Oh, so just put yeah. some hollow, holy water on that. Thanks, but for Amanda some Kruger. reason, unexplained, that doesn't work for a couple of It works for I a couple of years. I thought the dog dug it up. And then pissed fire. <laughs> no, no, the dog dug it up, but Freddy was already coming through their dreams. Freddy was coming oh, back okay. before the dog because dug isn't her he up. Like the, because wasn't there a mythology they were trying to set up about him being like an ancient force of dreaming that, and this is just like a, the kind of what's elaborated That's in on the in the sixth and seventh, seventh movie. Mm. But it's elaborated on them because like, I've been guarding my gate for a long time, bitch, is from Dream Master. Oh, I just thought mm. he was asleep child. for five years. No, no. Because oh, it was the gate, the guardian. There's the guardian of good dreams and the guardian of bad dreams, and they set that mythology up in number five. Oh cool. yeah, and then she fucking tells a nursery rhyme, and he dies. Yeah, she shows him a reflection of himself, and he dies. I did not. That was just dumb. Was... I love it because it's um when you, as you lay me down the street, the dream master, my soul to keep. And I'm like, didn't they say that same thing in the first movie, but without the dream master? Did all you have to do is change the word to dream master? And it's like, oh fuck, Freddy is fucked. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, but very mediocre other than a couple of moments w- mm. that kind of got me and they were in the deaths. Cr- creative uh, deaths. I think that's the greatest thing of this franchise is because it's using dream theory and dreams as the kill devices. You can kill anyone anyway. Any you can, can suck the soul anything. out of some girl. and The waterbed death. Mm. That was mm. number four as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. And mm. I was like, oh God, that set would have been really elaborate. Yeah. And I was trying to figure it out. I was like, that's that's kind of badass. And then the blood going through the waterbed as underlit. I was like, that yeah. looks amazing. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's definitely a better Rainy Harlan movie than Predator 2. That's for damn sure. That's true. That's uh, so Elm Street 5, The Dream that. Child with mm. the 
creepy prams. And so how do you how it. do you bring Freddy back if you killed him with a nursery rhyme last film? Baby's dream in there in the uh, fetus's dream, which is kind practically of a cool all the idea. time. I like the but idea, but then I loved how it was. It was basically a uh, an anti-abortion movie. Yeah, because just abort the child. Movie done. Yeah, right. Oh, abortion. Abortion. Take a pill. You know, and and she's like, no, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, you're getting into weird territory here. It, I don't know. Uh, wait, I wrote some. I wrote some notes when I was watching. Uh, it has really interesting wide angle lens use that they hadn't used up until that point. Some really cool wide angle stuff. Oh, cool. Um, the fridge gag with the girl in the fridge and uh, the fat girl. She's being forced to eat, and then oh, yeah. he opens the fridge and she's like screaming from the door of the fridge, and, yep. he, and he reaches in and pulls her and slams the yeah, fridge. Yeah, that, 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 that was great. really cool. And then the bike uh, getting fused with the bike. Mm. Terrifying. That's kind of body horror that fucks See, me up. I will say, I feel like, and I haven't checked. I feel like this film had a lesser rating than the others because there was no blood and gore. Yeah. Because, like, it, it was mostly, like, body horror stuff. Uh, the the motorcycle stuff, that was creepy. But, like, the her being fed to death looked dumb. And then, like, in the real world, she's just choking. It's yeah. like, oh, cool, so she chokes. I, I was kind of struggling because as they go on, they kind of the logic of the thing goes that what's happening in the dream isn't what's happening in real life, whereas in the first one it kind of was. Mm. You're picked yeah. oh. up in the room and you're slashed, you're slashed, whereas it's, like, She's having a heart attack, you know, like something like that. And I'm just kind of going. Oh. Chanel picked that up in the third movie when uh, he, she pulls the tendons and he's like using her yeah. puppet. Chanel's like, where are the tendons? And I was like, oh, no, that's in the dream. She's like, but what happens in the dream happens in real life. What the fuck is this? And I was yeah. like, this is the coolest death. Don't ruin it yeah. for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I also thought like the whole MC Escher thing in the dream world with like the stairs going the yeah, wrong way. That, that was cool. really cool. And that was pre-inception. Uh, doing also, it. Fun fact, guess who played the child? Could you tell? I could tell instantly. I was like, I know that kid. He's X. No. Anyone? Anyone? No. Jurassic Park. He's a little oh. velociraptor kid. He, he is Tim. Chris Pratt, apparently. Even the kid? The yeah. Kid, the kid who then went on oh, to the, yeah, be yeah, an yeah, adult and he kid, directed yeah. Undrafted. Oh, did he actually? Yeah, he, he directed a sports movie and he, was, he plays. He has a really good um, arc in the show Person of Interest. Oh, cool. Um, but he's like a writer-director now, yeah. But yeah, he okay. that was the kid. Yeah. I, 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 did not I only knew him from Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Velociraptor kid. I can tell in his eyes. The fear? Yeah. Mm, um, from of Velociraptors and, and Alan Grant. Um, <laughs> also, one moment I just really liked is right at the end with the nun and all that kind of, I mean, because all of that shit was mm. really rubbish. But when the nun's there, she takes the Freddy spirit back into her. And it's like that backwards dolly and the door slams, blows apart, slams, blows apart, slams, yeah. blows apart. That was really cool. Just that moment. And I don't know why, because it didn't really fit into the movie. Mm. But it just the sense, aesthetic and the really sound cool. and the idea of that shot was mm. really, really cool. Uh, yeah. But I, th- I think it's better than four. Yeah, no, I agree. Better it, than four. but Four, I think, is just the blandest. Yeah. Whereas this one, guy turns into a fucking comic. The music video for what? What, what is it? Um, take on me. Where yeah. He gets sucked into a cook. Comic yeah. Book and yeah. Yeah. He dies by being sliced up as paper. I don't know. Yeah, it's a yeah. comic book paper. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, Elm Street six. Oh, and Freddy, Vincent Price's. Oh, no. They use Vincent Price's laugh from Thriller. I knew it. I yeah. fucking knew it. Oh, really? Because yeah. I was watching yeah. it with the subtitles on, uh, and it said Freddie laughs, and I was like, yeah. that sounds like Vincent Price. Mm. They took it directly from Thriller. I thought you said the subtitles said Vincent Price laugh from Thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quote. Uh, um, so Freddy's dead. Freddy's the final dead. Nightmare. Which it wasn't. It was not. Well, by at least two. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I. So I remember when I first watched this, when I got the box set, you know, X amount of years ago, and I watched them all in a row, and I watched one, two, and three constantly, and I never watched four, five, and six again. I regret that because six is a goddamn riot. <laughs> Like it really it, see four is bland. And I've always said, if something's boring, I cannot stand it. But if something is so hilariously bad that Brecken Meyer is bouncing around the fucking house, I'm okay. When the yeah. final line is literally, huh, Freddy's dead. Awkward cat. No, uh, no oh, it's not freeze. like that. It's no, Freddy's dead. <laughs> and then it's an awkward freeze frame, freeze frame yeah. and the music starts. Yeah. No, that shit is Hilarious. I have to say, though, there is a couple of things. The aesthetic of the movie has this really modern tint to it that actually went on to influence uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, these 
uh, a lot of handheld work, which yep. the, the franchise had not had mm. up to that point before. A lot of handheld work, a lot of handheld tracking shots. I'm watching it, I'm kind of going, oh, there's a lot of red curtain hell in here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just like the shots that go around Oops. people. It doesn't get yeah. quite up up close as they do in the thing. But I was like, oh, this is really interesting. It's interesting to note it's a female director. Yes. Yeah. So who she, has, this was her first Richard feature Tyler, film and yeah. she's gone on to direct a lot of television. She's directed a lot of good episodes of television too. She did the episode of Sherlock, the um, Five Thatchers or whatever the hell it was. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she directed that one. She directed episodes of American Gods. Um, but the, the last movie she did, she did this and then she did Tank Girl. I fucking I love Tank Girl. I have not seen Tank Girl. It is Girl. terrible. Okay, straight up. <laughs> Don't watch it. You yeah, no. But honestly, it's great. I will lend it to you on DVD. Okay. Uh, Don't watch yeah, it. So just she have did Tank Girl, and then presumably that Tank. Yeah, no, and, heavily. Uh, then she just she's gone on to direct a lot of TV. But I thought it was really interesting that a horror movie. I, I, the opening of this one was straight out of thirty uh, terror at thirty five thousand feet. Yeah. But or, the, <laughs> Yeah, Terror at 30,000 uh, feet and then Wizard of Oz and then... <laughs> yeah, mm. it was it was kind of bizarre. It was such a weird movie. I appreciated I appreciated that there was a concerted effort to not just rehash the same <laughs> notions of the previous Which Elm is Street why movies. I far prefer it to 4 and 5. This is a completely new format and it's just fucking weird. It, but at the same time, the script doesn't ever match to it yeah it really doesn't it like it really really doesn't but i don't know nah i i I couldn't i at this point i had binged all of them and i was just really sick of uh see maybe it was because this was the second time the second one i watched after four which i hated (laughs) and i was just like this is the greatest oh my god uh, the part when she puts the 3d glasses on and yeah meant to be in 3d but what what did she see because uh, nothing changed from what she could see. It, it went into 3D. So this was originally presented in 3D, and the moment she puts those glasses on, we were all meant yeah, to put our 3D glasses on. Yeah, the last 10 minutes on. of the oh. film are in 3D. Oh, man, you guys didn't know this before watching Ma- it? Without that, it makes no fucking Ma- sense. Yes. Maggie Maggie putting on the 3D glasses in the film was visually intended to be the audience's cue to do the same. The effect was eliminated for the VHS and television releases. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, you guys missed out. I, I knew this before the first time I watched it, and as soon as it happened, I was like... Oh, so this is when it's all meant to be 3D? Got it. That, that's why made that so as soon as it happens, cool. you've got that whole sequence where it's flying through the awkward CGI, quote unquote, hell, I guess. And you've got those three like floating demon it. heads going, oh, her, her, her. Uh, <laughs> that was all meant to be in 3D. Well, that, which didn't make sense because were they meant to be mythologically the thing that kept Freddy alive? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Oh, see, I got that. I just didn't Actually, understand why. Actually, now knowing it's 3D, the bit where she like walks into the stone archway with the snakes, like that would have looked really cool in 3D. Right? Yeah. Because they did that practically, but oh God. <laughs> uh, and it was like, and it, like the notion of it being a secret daughter, like I've realized uh, yeah. how much of a trope that is now. Yeah. It's Omen for Omen. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. This one it and... um. Like there was, it's a really it's a secret daughter who's you know that just I'm like what? So this is where the whole series falls apart for me with that fucking goddamn house. So because oh, yeah. uh, because this was the second time one I watched, and then we went back and watched one after this. That was Nancy's house, but in the sixth movie, it is heavily implied that that was Freddie's house. But Nancy's parents burnt Freddie alive, so. Does that mean that when Freddy was killing people on Elm Street, they're like, oh, we got to kill Freddy. So they kill Freddy in his boiler room and they're like, hey, that house is on the market. It's a pretty good fucking house. Let's buy that house that we just Mm. murdered the guy in. They moved into there. They did it so that they could lower the price of the house. There was a murder here. (laughs) Let's get it for cheaper. Because that that was what the second movie was about. They're like, hey, did you know there was a murder here? The parents did this for a real estate plot. Yeah, exactly. So, Mm. boom. Broke the franchise. Also, it, this is another one that takes a jump into the future. Yes, in, 10 years in into the future, future. Where it's a post-apocalyptic world yeah. where no children no, are in only this. Only that place. Only that town. Only also, that, that town has Roseanne in it. Uh, Roseanne and who? who is it? Uh, her husband? I don't know. Oh, he's an, uh, he's also a comedian. Wait, my IMDb isn't working. This is upsetting. Uh, it was weird. And I was like, is that Roseanne? But it's it a is. bit part. Why is she in this? Why? She was a huge star at this point. Mm. And, and not so was as her racist. husband. Uh, but this town, like, it, like the town is post-apocalyptic and then the world outside of it is 
completely generic. Yeah. And no one has addressed the fact that this town is like a, a, an apocalypse. No one cares about town. Springwood, man. We live near a Springwood. Do you care about Springwood? <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, uh, it. Yeah, Ugh. I wish, I wish the aesthetic could be married to a better script because mm, that would have been yeah. really cool. But mm-hmm. so, Wes Craven's new nightmare with a full four years between. Yeah, movies. Uh, it felt longer because this movie felt much more technologically advanced. Eighty nine. The no, sorry, nineteen. 1991 to 1994. So three years yeah. gap, which is the longest gap. Cause yeah. prior to that, there was two between Elm street two and three. Mm. And then, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so this was one that I really hadn't watched as much and I can't remember why. Cause I genuinely loved this film. It's scream before scream. It's, it's yeah. Awesome. yeah. 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 What you was scream? 95, 96, <laughs> 90 uh, something. Like, so literally, like, just like, later. maybe he was like writing, and he's like, oh, I love this meta thing. Maybe I should <laughs> lean into it. Lean yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know that I love it, but mm. it's like a return to good form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a return to good performances. There were parts of it that I genuinely found kind of scary because because they had separated it from this franchise and put it in the real world. And the fact that no one believed Nancy, uh, sorry, uh, Heather, Heather yeah. because she played Nancy, I yeah. was like, I'm loving this idea. This this is fantastic. You showed your child your movies, didn't you? They'll yeah. ruin a child. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is great. Um, I didn't show shit. No. The, the whole thing was with Wes Craven being a character who's writing the movie. Yeah. And like after their conversation. Which I watched his right like, away. Uh, <laughs> you remade this film as I well. I made this film. In where on earth is Cameron's set of keys? Though where they're reading the script that the scene that they're in the middle of. Well, they don't read it. He's like, "Yeah, here's my script." Blah blah blah. It's up to you to choose. And then, then it cuts the bit the, where they they're reading the script oh, at the very the, end. Yeah, the very end yep. as well. I'm just going like, "Wow, I am not original at all." I thought <laughs> I was being so unique, but no, no, uh, you have no original. Visually, thoughts. I loved it too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really yeah. cool. I liked the redesign of Freddy uh, because it's not technically Freddy. I don't like the redesign yeah. of the glove. You don't like or you do like? Don't. Because it's all mechanical? Was, no, because it's not mechanical. I would have liked the mechanical one that they suggest is going to be the one that then oh, isn't right, yeah, the yeah, one. yeah, no, I get what you mean. It mm. was kind of like the same, except then he had just these weird bone formations over yeah. his fingers to cover where the knives were. And I was like, that doesn't really Wolverine. make sense. Uh, there was the, um, so it was an interesting redesign from one to two to three that changed back and four. In two and three, his hand had the knives in it as the fingernails. I thought in on two one, it was part of the design in the world because it's like he's growing out and the glove is mm, technically not true. the glove, but then but he has th- to put on the glove. But in three it was also like that and then four it was back to being a glove on Freddy's hand. It was it was bizarre, but in, in, in New Nightmare it was a completely new design sort of thing. Uh, I think he looked great. Yeah. Loved it. It was it was good. It was it was it Robert Englund as well. Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Freddy. Yeah, and okay. the idea. So did Robert Englund die in that movie? Because I assumed he did. Because he, he was, disappears for a while. Yeah, because he yeah. disappears and he has like yeah. a voicemail going. Oh, we've gone on holiday. Blah blah blah. Oh, maybe there was a death scene that got deleted. Uh, maybe because I assumed that would have been fun to see Robert Englund kill Robert Englund. Right. <laughs> that's that's my one regret about the movie is that they didn't wanna, do that. I want to see Robert Englund kill Jackie O'Harley. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Ah, <laughs> that'd be, be fun. That'd be fun. But I, I, and I loved like you know going through the bed sheets into the mysterious dream world. That, that looked was great. Cool. Uh, um, I liked the new boiler room sort of scenario thing. Yeah. That that looked really great. Yeah, Freddy's weird dream dungeon mm. place thing. I used the use of the water. It was all really yeah. cool. And I think I think Heather Langenkamp gave a really good performance. I kind of I was watching it. I'm like, I kind of really want to work with her. She would seem like a really good actor to work with. She gave a much better performance than she did in the Nightmare movies, both of them. Uh, <laughs> Although she loves Nightmare 1 the most of her own performances. Not surprised. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I rate this as being, like, if of the, what, eight movies, I rate this as being in the top four. Okay, top cool. Four. Yeah. yeah, probably it's, like, the least favourite of the, uh, like, like one, three, <laughs> Two and four, uh, one, three, two, and seven. So at least yeah. least favorite of the good ones. Yes, yeah, gotcha. Yes, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the case. But so, in, um, I guess does this franchise have a future? No, and it should die. It should, yeah, it, it should. really should. It the, should. The, the remake we, proved that. Um, I think we need more original story. I think we need like because yeah. I was watching it and I was really inspired by it, and I'm like, we should do a, a, an Elm Street. We should do like a restart a new franchise because that's 
how it works. You know, that's how we've got the Conjuring. That's how we got the Insidious movies. Yeah. And they all kind of wear thin after a while. And that's when yeah. you start a new one. You start a new, one. You start a new mythology. And stop trying to bring this back. Um, that being said, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, I, I've already spoken to Shane about this. I didn't watch it uh, no, again. Uh, Josh, um, you watched it recently, but yeah, not related to this. Yeah, I just watched it recently because I'm like, I haven't seen it, so I need to watch it. And then, like, we're, we're told it's <laughs> is it good? Enough. No. See, no. see, there are there are elements that I honestly really enjoyed that they had in there. So the fact that in the first one and the second one, they specifically say that Freddy, uh, if, if Freddy loses his power if you don't believe him, that's how they defeat him. Yeah, in this, that's movie, why he he makes him he uses Jason to get the fear back. Exactly. Like he, yeah. So so the whole reason like Freddy has got no power is because no one believes in him anymore. No one is scared of him. So he goes and seduces Jason into coming to Elm Street he to actually, kill he, someone. He plays his mother. He's he plays like, his he's mother. Pamela Vu. Like, so so Jason comes to Elm Street and kills people. So everyone thinks that Freddy's alive. So the fear grows again. I love that concept. Yeah. That was really great. Yeah. It was just you know. And then he gets pissed because Jason keeps killing. He's like, no. He's a yeah. yeah, he keeps on taking his kills, and that's when they actually yeah. fight at the end. Uh, uh, so so there are good concepts in that movie, just like I think there are good concepts in the remake. Are they good? No. Yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 we'll actually go into depth when we do Friday the 13th, because we'll Shane that. thought there were less movies in the Friday There's the 13th like franchise. There are so many, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Jason in Manhattan takes Manhattan. Yeah. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. It sounds Jason like Jason like wants to become a Broadway star. Like, it literally that's is. What it like, sounds like. Everyone has to take him, seize Manhattan by the shoulders. Somewhere. Yeah, but he barely goes to Manhattan. The whole movie's on a boat. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess that's a good place to end it. I think this is probably one of my favorite horror franchises, though. Yeah, I think it maintains its life through more movies longer than most. Yeah, more like, more solid films than bad films as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Seven of seven of them, oh, four are good. Four, so four, seven, at least yeah. half of them are good, yeah. including yeah. a remake. If you take the remake out, majority are better. Yeah, and then even the bad ones in the have some moments that yeah exactly they've yeah. got spare moments that are good uh, so we thought we'd do our top five instead of lions we thought we'd do our top five deaths yeah from this franchise it's a lot better I'll yeah f- a lot easier as well yeah. <laughs> i'll go my first so my first my i've got some honorable mentions i've got the coach death being tied yeah, to a yeah, shower yeah. naked butt naked cool. it's very she fucking su- wood pseudo sexual <laughs> has ramifications it's it's an interesting it's a it's a very confronting death as mm. well because it's quite you know, unlike Tina, and who apparently just had sex and yet she's fully clothed. It's the first. Um, it's the first adult to die. This too, mm. yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, and then the turning into a cockroach from number four. I thought it just freaked me out. It yeah. was very cool, and especially because it starts from her arms being broken with a barbell the wrong way. Just no, that no, no, I can't. Joint like joint bending the wrong way is my is one of my many irrational fears. Yeah. Uh, so number five, I've got Dan from Elm Street Five. Dan's death when he's fused to the motorcycle. Yes. You okay. Know, cool. Body horror, and it's 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 terrifying and it's gross and it's insane and it kind of really out there mm, until he actually dies and it's just him running into a truck yes this is true this is true but the death itself yeah there you the, the, the dream, the dream num- part. number four is it's prime time bitch <laughs> and that image of her hanging out of the tv is really fun i've seen it you memed yeah in places <laughs> now and it's really cool like especially because it segues from johnny carson Saying you go, you know, uh, you can fucking die to Jar Jar Gabor. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just some really bizarre segues into it. Uh, number three is the blood geyser. Glenn dying in the bed. Yep. Johnny Depp. Not only because yep. we get to see Johnny Depp die, but it's <laughs> how's like, that for a wet dream? That blood geyser is such a visually amazing not a rotating moment. Surfing. No, yeah. they just had not even rotating. They just had the room upside, upside down, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and funneled it the wrong way. And, and funneled it the, the right way, funneled it down. And made, when yeah. that was the scene that annoyed me the most in the remake, because like I, I actually liked the hallway turning to to mud. I was like, oh yeah, cool. That looked really that cool looked too. really good. Cool. Uh, and then as soon as she came through the blood geyser, I was like, ah, oh, that's fucking stupid. You ruined it. CGI blood. As yeah, well. it just no. Nah. Mm-hmm. But that that real blood uh, and, and the fact that that happened in the real world as well and you never actually see the room you just see it like dripping through the floor yeah Fantastic. and then i love how when the mum's witnessing it as well they yeah. give us someone to witness it which i think makes it it gives it more of an impact it's, spielberg does this all the time he, he doesn't show us the wondrous thing yeah. he shows us someone looking Absolutely. up at the wondrous thing yeah. and then to that and they're using that really well because there's nothing particularly gory about a, a geyser of blood or horrific yeah. but we understand from the mum's reaction that is him 
mushed in the blood. Uh, it follows. It follows. Does the same thing. The first time you see the the monster taking someone, you see someone's reaction to it. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and number two is the suicide by puppeteer from Elm Street Three with yep. the tendons that just ah oh, that did yeah. my fucking head in. It's creepy and it's amazing. Still holds up those effects. Are great the way yep. his arms split open. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. And then my number one is Tina's death, the very first death mm-hmm. from the Elm Street franchise, because mm-hmm. it still freaks me out. Seeing her thrashing about in the air and then hitting the wall and then moving up. And it's really pointed to see it in the remake because it's just overshot, overcut. Everything's really dramatic. And there's nothing more dramatic than seeing your girlfriend. And again, cutting to a reaction shot of him going, yeah. what the fuck is going on? She slides up the wall mm-hmm. and it's insane and terrifying. And, and you see her I reacting lo- in the I real world. I love the callback to it in New Nightmare as well. New Nightmare did a callback to it. Yes, yes um, it did. But anyway, so yeah, that, that that death to me is still one of, to me, if I could have like a top 50 iconic cinematic moments, that's mm-hmm. there. So good. It's so good. Anyway, uh, Josh, uh, I'll go first because I don't want too many more of mine taken. Um, so as always, right. I just do one from every movie, my favorite kill from every movie. Uh-huh. So my uh, my first um, dishonor- uh, honorable mention will be from the remake because I have to. Uh, I stabby stabby at the end were f- for the mum. He stabs through. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that bit looks like it's meant to be in 3D, weirdly enough, but. You know, it was good. They wanted to convert into 3D, and Michael Bay actually intervened and said, No, Michael Bay, you are my hero. He did one right. (laughs) He was very very difficult. He really was actually not fully into 3D until he got to shoot with it for number three or Uh, something like that. Number, no, no, uh, Transformers three or four. Four. No, it was like three wasn't in uh, 3D. I saw one where they do the sky jump. That's not number four. Number four. Okay, is no, then I think you're right. Number three, the sky jump, because that was where he, he did that first. That was almost like a test shoot. That then he was like, oh, okay, okay, I like cool. 3D and I'll do it. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> um, so uh, number uh, another honorable mention will be from Freddy's Dead. It is Brecken Meyer's death, where he's just bouncing the fuck around. He's in a video game. Freddy's playing the video game. <laughs> it is pure insanity. Yeah. Um, I actually do want to say the whole deaf kid cutting off his ear and like, uh, and how the. So dumb, but the mechanics as he was whispering, I'm like, that whisper would be louder than the pin drop. So surely the whisper yeah. should make you deafer. I, 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 I actually like that more, but I'm saying Brecken Myers because oh, yeah. it was so silly and so goddamn stupid. Uh, next one is from Nightmare 5 which is another honorable mention. It is the child Freddy when he yells at Freddy and then Freddy gets sucked. It's Freddy's death when he gets sucked into the thing. Just that child Freddy where he's like, it's that kid from Jurassic Park burnt (laughs) up, gone, (laughs) God, it was fucking I wanted him to say a bitch line. Oh, me too. So bad. I wanted it so bad. Um, So into Mm -hmm. my top five. Mm -hmm. So my number five, uh, I'm just going to make this my number five. It's not actually the fifth favorite. It is the... um, uh, flying roof kill for uh, uh, Tina's it, death. Tina's death in, in the first one, yep. just because I know that's going to be most people's number one. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that. I'm going to make it my number Iconic. five. It is honestly terrifying the first time. I should you have see included it. number two anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my next one will be from Elm Street number two. It is the first kill I ever saw. Technically not a kill because uh, he's still alive, but when he bursts out of his chest. That's, that yeah. is the best set piece in that movie. Absolutely. And, and like that terrified me as a child. It's such a shame they followed up with a pool party thing, which is not that good. No. When he boils people in the pool and the parents are like <laughs> in the bed going, oh, they're just partying. It's fine. Um, my next one will be, uh, doodly-doo. Ah, it, okay, there we go. Um, Nightmare 4, the cockroach squish. squish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's the only interesting kill in that entire movie. Mm-hmm. He turns into a cockroach and squishes her like she did at the start of the movie. Uh, I'm up to number two, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. In that case, it's the babysitter from New Nightmare. Uh, so so mm-hmm. that's the callback to Tina's death in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's where, pulled up into the ceiling. Yeah, she's pulled up into the ceiling. And you just see Freddy behind her because like, you see the kid and he looks behind her and Freddy's behind yeah. her. Yeah. And it's then, very cool to do that in a white room so the trail of blood smears up against the wall. That's really mm-hmm. clever. Absolutely, yeah. And even though you, I don't think anyone actually reacts to it except for the kid, you see everyone's reaction to the aftermath of it, which is really yeah. great. Yeah. And then my number one, which is really obvious, I should have made that one my number one, but number one is the tendons in Nightmare 3. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It is honestly... Ugh. Body horror to the extreme. Oh, 
Josh. Josh. My one. Uh, my number five is just because it's a fun one. Uh, Mark gets like shredded in the comic book. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. This was a funny one. Um, in, in the Dream Child, uh, number four is the puppet, the human-like tendons thing again because it's oh, so yeah. severe. I think we all... No, that's the first death of the movie too, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, number three is Jennifer gets welcome to prime time. <laughs> welcome to prime time. Bitch. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Um, number two is Glenn gets sucked into his bed and the, the, the blood guys. Up. And then number one is yeah, Tina. Just goddamn, that's it's it's iconic. Just, it's it really so is. fucking iconic. And there's a reason it's iconic. It's reason. Yeah, I just like cause I love like its effect on the real world when he's like pulling off the sheet and she's reveling and it's like what the hell yeah. is going on in the cup yeah. to in dream and she's like what's going on? like and Freddy's it's underneath insane. the blanket. It, it's in it holds up one hundred percent. Yeah, the way that she then just gets like and then drops to the bed even and there's other, just the blood even everywhere. Even like the like the really like casual death in a film like the guy gets hanged in his jail so even that yeah. was like mm. even that's really well yeah, done that's well mm. done um you know what movies a complete nightmare <laughs> it's red curtain hell now oh, available how could you on say that? V- vimeo on demand that's vimeo on demand dot i mean vimeo.com slash on demand slash red curtain hell use the code pitcher rangers to get 20 percent off your purchase or rental and there are some deaths in there there's a, yeah. there's a quite there's a, a lot of creative quite deaths a, quite a body count uh, thank you all for listening. As so we've got supposedly one more week, we'll see how the release date <laughs> stuff goes for our horror spooktacular month. We've got Halloween coming up, so that'll be very, very exciting. Yes, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers, and when we email us if you have what are your favorite deaths from the Nightmare Elm Street things, email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail dot com. And would you finger Freddy Krueger? Would you finger Freddy? <laughs> Yeah, would you finger Freddy? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson, and I'm on Letterboxd, Shane Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at Slimance KD, all caps, and Letterboxd at Joshua Grigg. You can find me at Instagram at The Chancellor, and probably find me at Letterboxd at The Chancellor as well. Which That's, you don't use. Which I don't use. I've used it a few times. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will be back next week, and uh, we've been the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. Thank you very much. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, Beck is at your door. <laughs> <laughs>